You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Years ago, I, 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 I said, I don't want to cry. And the Lord said, why are you rejecting my gift? I repented. And now, when he comes, when the angel of the Lord comes, oftentimes I sweep because he's here. He's in us. He is the hope of glory. He's in us. So today we're going to talk about the Father's blessings or the blessing of the Father. And I'm going to give you several scriptures. Part of my purpose is I expect you to go out and do the same thing. Right on. This is not just nice talk, but you go do the stuff. Yeah. Uh, somebody famous in the vineyard said that a long time ago. <laughs> you got to go do the stuff and release what the Lord has given you and share. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to go through several scriptures, talk a little bit, demonstrate, and then open up for anyone um, who's willing to receive the Father's blessing. Nothing scary about it. It's just really cool. Really exciting. Dying old bike. So uh, the question always is, why am I speaking on the Father's blessing? And it's really quite simple is Isaiah 61 to set the captives free <sighs> that's what we're anointed for to see the captive set free the prisoners go free the blind to see the lame to walk whatever it is yes. to see this happen because it's the anointing of the Christ the Christ in us the hope of glory and th this is for each one of us. As a Christian, you are qualified. You already got it. Remember the old uh, commercial about Prego? It's in there. Well, you're Prego. He's in you. The hope of glory is in you. So you can release him whenever he wants you to. And even when you don't want to, he still does it, you know, which is really exciting. So part of the problem, problem that people have is we've been caught in bondage all our lives in many ways because we have poor self-image or poor identity or just all kinds of insecurity issues, lack of being wanted. So my chief verse for years was on my wall which is, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. And I never gave that much thought. I thought, this is the day the Lord's made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But wait, there's more significance to that verse as we go through the blessing of the Father. Because you can truly say, this is the day that the Lord has made for me. And he rejoices in it. I rejoice in it. And then we can rejoice together in that. Oh, 20 or 30 years ago, I was uh, in a church in Pennsylvania and heard it said, excuse me, one of the issues with the anointing is the runny nose. Oh my 
So in that church, I heard from a First Nation, that's an Indian, American Indian, First Nation apostle, who said there are very few people who have ever received a father's blessing. And of course, I, I was right on cue, like, what's that? You know, what, what's the father's blessing? I didn't know, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what I meant. So I started on a search, the scripture, because he says it's in the scripture. And so I began searching. And so one of the very most important uh, life verses uh, comes up from Job. And I think we have, yeah. In Job, we, we hear about the curses. Now, we have heard a lot of things about Job, but let me tell you, Job was an upright, righteous, blameless man. He was a servant of the Lord. And he turned away from evil. But Job did have a problem. And let's read about what he says. He says, let the day perish on which I would be born, and the night which said a boy is conceived. He cursed the day of his birth and his conception. May that day be darkness. Let not God above care for it, nor light shine on it. Let darkness and black gloom claim it. Let a cloud settle on it. Let the blackness of the day Terrify it. As for that night, let darkness seize it. Let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not come with the number of the months. Behold, let that night be barren. Let no joyful shout enter it. Let those cursed who curse the day, who are prepared to rouse Leviathan. Let the stars of the twilight be darkened. Let it wait for light, but have none and let not see the breaking dawn. Because it did not shut the opening of my mother's womb or hide trouble from my eyes or for what I fear comes upon me, what I dread befalls me, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I am not at rest, but turmoil. Do you hear all the cursing going on about the day of his conception and the day of his birth? He was a miserable guy, and he cursed himself. So let's go on to Jeremiah 20. Jeremiah, Jeremiah does the same kind of thing. He says, Cursed the day when I was born, let the day not be blessed when the mother bore me. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father, saying, Baby boy has been born to you, and made him very happy. But let that man be like the cities which the Lord overthrew without it relenting, and let him uh, hear an outcry in the morning and a shout of alarm at noon, because he did not kill me before birth. We call that abortion. So that my mother would have been my grave and my womb ever pregnant. Why did I ever come forth from the womb to look on trouble and sorrow so that the days have been spent in shame. As we read these, and if you study these, you'll see all kinds of negative things about life. When the day of conception is cursed, when the day of birth is cursed, enter in fear and dread and 
dark gloom and trouble and sorrow. I always think of that song, you know, whoa, sorrow. Anyway, uh, not at ease, not quiet, barren, not at rest, turmoil, unforgiveness, sorrow, shame. So where could these come from? How do these enter our lives? I'm just going to give you a couple examples. The mother unexpectedly becomes pregnant and says, Oh no, not now. Not at this time. We cannot afford a baby or another baby. Or it is wanted by one parent and not by the other. Or it is conceived outside of marriage. Or it is cursed by a grandparent. Or their mother experiences great anxiety and sickness during pregnancy. All these kinds of things affect the baby. Now, granted, later on, you go, oh, you love the baby and you receive him and all that. But that seed's planted in the unborn child. All this is pre-verbal. Uh, even the father and mother who work long hours are not there to take care of their child. That child picks up the thought, I'm not wanted. So what can we do? We are to bless. Answer, bless. Bless and keep on blessing. We have the authority and the power to bless and release the blessing. Right on. And we're going to talk about that. When did this start? The first time we hear the word blessing is in Genesis. When God created man, he says, be fruitful and multiply. Now that operative word, and the Lord blessed them, male and female, he blessed them, be fruitful and multiply. That hasn't stopped. It's continuing to go. So he wants us to bless and be fruitful and multiply in all that we do. So we have authority. It's been given to us. So let's understand something. God has given us seven of his communicable, I love that word, communicable attributes of his glory. When Moses said, show me your glory, and the Lord showed him, you see this in Exodus 33 and 34. And so when the Lord passed by, the Lord proclaimed what his glory is. He says, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, or covenantally faithful, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Those are the seven aspects of God's glory. Well, that's nice. He said that to Moses. What does that mean to me? That's what we're going to find out. It says later on in the scripture, in Psalm 26, it, it says, O Lord, I love the habitation of your house, the place where your glory dwells. Now, if you're like me, I always thought, well, that was the temple. But wait, <laughs> there's more. See, we are his house. In Hebrews chapter four, verse or chapter three, verse six, it says Christ was the son over his house, whose house 
we are. We are the Lord's house. Paul says that we are the temple of God. But we're the house of the Lord. And his glory dwells in the house. And I can say, good morning, house. Good morning, house. You're the house of the Lord and you have his glory in you. Now that's exciting. Because the Son is faithful. The Christ in us. The hope of glory. See how this all starts going together? It's beautiful. Then we go on to John 17, the high priestly prayer. And in that, Jesus says, The glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. He says, The glory that you've given me, I give them. What glory is he talking about? The seven aspects of glory which we just described from Exodus 34. Now, God has an untouchable glory that is only his, only his because he's omnipotent, he's forever and ever, and all the awesome things. But he has a part of himself he's given to us through Jesus Christ. The glory which Jesus has received, he gives to us. You have the glory of God in you. We have sung songs over the years that says, send your glory down. Well, hello, he did in the form of Jesus Christ. And when you receive him, he's in us. That glory, that Christ, that anointing is in us. And we get to party with him. And I've said many times, I'll say to Ray, I say, oh, let's have fun. And she goes, what do you mean have fun? Well, when the Lord shows up, it's fun. It gets exciting because he does stuff that I can't do and you cannot do. But in him and through him by the anointing of Christ, we can do all things that he puts into our hands to do. I think that is really awesome. He says in John 14, 23, Jesus answered him and said, Anyone who loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come and make our abode in them. Amen. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, the religious says, someday in the by and by, I'm going to fly away and go to glory. Now he's talking about now the glory is in us, release the glory. I don't have to pray, send your glory down. He's in it. I really should pray and sing, Lord, help me release your glory. What flows out of my belly? Rivers of living water. And what are those rivers? Those are rivers of glory. Those are rivers of anointing. Those are the rivers of whatever God wants them to be, wherever you are. Because Christ's in me. The hope of glory. And we release it. It says, uh, when Jesus, oh, by the way, in Scripture, if you start looking up the word glory and you look up these seven aspects, you'll see it repeated over and over and over again. Sometimes all seven of them or five of them, oftentimes only one of them like forgiveness. But forgiveness is part of glory. See, God doesn't become, oh, I'm going to give you just a little part of me. When you get God, you get what? All of him. So when he gives me glory... He gives me all of his glory. 
That includes forgiveness. And in John 20, he says to the disciples, another aspect of the Great Commission, he says in John 20, 23, if you forgive the sins of, of any, their sins have been forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So Jesus right away says, hey guys, go out and forgive sins. How can you, well, what happens if they've repented or not? That's not our choice. That's not our problem. God knows how to do that. The Holy Spirit is doing his thing. And we need to say, you're forgiven. I, I don't know how many times people have said after we've given them a blessing, they said, I've never been forgiven. I've never been blessed. I've waited my whole life, not long ago, a guy said, I've waited my whole life to receive this. Why are we withholding from people when we have the power of the Almighty God in us, the anointed Christ, we are the anointed ones, why shouldn't we not release the glory? And what's the most common way to release it? Forgiveness. Gee, I think we pray a prayer that way, don't we? Our Father who art in heaven, Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven others. We are to forgive and keep forgiving. But the neat thing is there's power in that forgiveness. Oh, you're forgiven. No, God wants us to release power, his power, his glory. And when, he, uh, when we do that, you want to know something? He shows up. He does neat things. And he sets the captives free. So this aspect of blessing, Proverbs says this, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. So when we bless, we're releasing the, the riches of God's glory to people. And they don't have to work for it. Anybody want to sign up for that? I want to receive the glory, the blessings, the richness of the Lord, and I don't have to toil. I just get it. And I give it away. As a, as a grandfather, no greater joy than, you know, giving something to my grandchildren. I am learning that I have now many grandchildren, like my neighbors call me grandpa, their chin, and they see me and they know, oh, do you have a popsicle for us? Yes, and here's a popsicle, you know. Thank you, Grandpa. And so there's no greater joy than as a grandfather to give gifts, to give blessing, to release that. And, you know, people receive it. The little kids, and I have trained the dogs in my neighborhood so well. Oh my goodness, I got them trained. Because when they see me, they bark. And so to quiet them down, <clears throat> I have to give them a treat. So I think I'm up to what? Seven dogs that when they see me, I have to keep a lot of treats. And once I give them the treat, they quiet down. They're so excited and they get it all good. And then they just rest. When we release the glory, people get excited and then they can rest. Oh my goodness. How many want to enter into a rest? 
now. That's real. God wants to give us his riches, his blessing, so that we can enter into the fullness. Again, the powerful word here is this is the day that the Lord has made. Let me rejoice and be glad. I need to rejoice in the day that I was conceived and be glad in that. I need to rejoice in the day that I was born and be glad in that. And when, when I show you in just a few moments here about releasing the blessing, that is part of the blessing. I bless the day of conception. And I am glad they were conceived. I am glad they were born. I'm glad, and I say so, and all of a sudden they go, I am too, and they receive the riches of God's presence, and there's no toil, and they are set free, and they're filled with his loving kindness, right. with his glory, with his truth. Oh, yes, truth. What's the truth? You're special. You're important. God wanted you here. And so he conceived you and brought you here. And he's rejoicing over you. That's the truth. No mistake. No accident. That's right. It's important that you are here. That's part of the glory. It's being released. So one of the things we do is we speak the ironic blessing from number 624 or 22 on. Is that up there? Uh, we're behind. Okay. Uh, numbers 622. And I'm going <clears> to <throat> say this to you. And you've heard this many times before, but it takes on new meaning now. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, speak to Aaron and to his sons. By the way, how many sons are here? We're all sons in Christ. No male or female. We're all sons. This is being spoken to us. When I saw that that this blessing is being spoken to me because I'm a son of the living God through Jesus Christ. There's no male or female. I get to release that glory. I get to release that blessing. I mean, that's just awesome. He says, so say this to the sons. Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace so that they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel and then I will bless them. Thine own See, when I release the blessing, Papa says, oh good. He releases the blessing. We are confirmed, we are supported, we are held up by all of heaven because we are following his word. Bless him, oh, I'm going to bless him. 
And guess who does a real good job of blessing? Papa does. Because he loves us. He delights in us. So what is, what's the whole goal of the blessing? It's to release the glory. In whatever form he wants to manifest that. He wants to release the glory. Because Christ in us, the hope of glory. Where is the hope? Here, Paul wrote in Romans, that hope does not disappoint. Well, I hope I get a gift. No, he does not disappoint. He release, releases his gifts. So we're following the commandment of the Father. The commandment of the Father comes from John 12, 50, which is eternal life. And Jesus described eternal life this way, John 17, 3. This is eternal life, to know the one true God in Jesus Christ whom he sent. So when we talk about eternal life, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So when does eternal life start? Right now. His glory is in me. And I am knowing God the Father and Jesus his Son. That is eternal life to know them. When can we know them? Right now. My wife and I are starting on our 50th year of marriage. And it's going to take at least that long to get to know this woman. You don't have to nod so... Yes, that's right. <laughs> It's true. It takes time to learn and then relearn and then relearn. And God's infinite. So eternal life is getting to know who he is in his son. And we start now. We don't have to wait someday, but it starts right now. So one of the things we do is I just follow a kind of a simple little pattern. And I'm just going to go through that pattern very quickly and then demonstrate. One is having the person look into my eyes. Genesis 45, verse 4, Joseph said to his brothers when he revealed himself to his brothers, he said, come closer. Behold, your eyes see in your eyes of your brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth which is speaking. Why is that significant? The enemy is lying at us and saying, oh, if you got your eyes closed, oh, he's really talking to her over there or him over there. But if you see I'm talking to you, you know that I'm talking to you and this word is for you. It breaks the power of the lie that the enemy is trying to whisper into our ears. It doesn't apply to you. Yes, it does. So look in my eyes. In um, Acts 3, 4, when Peter uh, and John were going to the temple, they saw the man that was crippled. And he says, he fixed his gaze on them, and they said, look at us. And then seizing him by the hand, he jumped up. 
You know the story. So, look in my eyes. The way the Lord's taught me. Touch the hand. I don't touch the head, just touch the hand. Always with permission. And it's that proclamation, the spoken word, the, that they are accepted, they're not, no accident. The day of conception is a good day. We rejoice over that. The day of birth is a good day. We rejoice over that. No accident, no mistake. You're wanted. You know, people always make that, I won't do it, but make the L sign, you know, I'm a loser. No, you got a W on your forehead. You're a winner. You're wanted. You're worthy. You're worthwhile. All those things. And that's what the blessing releases to us. And so what happens? It breaks the curses. We're beloved. And we know we're beloved. And there's so many countless verses for that. But you're beloved. You're wanted. So what we're going to do... First of all, we're going to proclaim the uh, ironic blessing over everyone here. And Ray's going to help me. Now you have to understand, she's helping me because I'm going to read line by line. And then she's going to add meaning to some of, the, some of these lines. You can study this and write a book. But I want you all look up here. And I want you all to stand. Because I want you to, standing is a receiving mode, if you can. And then look up here. And I am speaking this to everyone in this room, or we are speaking this to everyone in this room. So I say to you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord, the Lord, may you know his provision. May you know his covering. May you know his presence. May you know his coming in and his going out. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May you know the Lord's countenance. May you see him face to face. See his eyes. Feel his breath. May you know his favor his empowerment to be who he's made you to be. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace. May you know his very being and may you know the rest he has for you. May you come and sit with him and be at peace be at rest, no more striving, no more toil, no more worry, no more doubt, but in perfect rest with Father, for his face 
is looking at you. Amen, amen. Because of his great love, mm-hmm. unsurpassed love, abounding love for you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.